0: You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All
1: right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. Another version of the summer shorts brought to you just for the summer, I guess. I'm Spencer, joined by Michael.
0: Hello, everybody. We hope you're enjoying our briefs. Well, enjoy my
1: shorts. Eat my shorts. (laughs) Not my briefs. Wow. Enjoy
0: my shorts. That's just like a really... I I try to just... just, Yeah, that's not too bad. I mean, that's a a churched up way of something Bart Simpson would say, I think.
1: (laughs) I try to turn it away from enjoy our briefs, but it didn't really work. Did it? (laughs) No, we'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there. So as we go through the summer, we're going through this new format, brief, shorter format. Uh, as we go through the off season, we have a tech or sports related topic and a food topic. Cause this is after all what we do on between three personal podcast In case, you're just joining us. We get new downloads, new, new follows, new listeners every week. And we welcome, welcome. um, This week, our sports topic is best athlete we've seen live. mine it I mean if, if, if you follow <laughs> if you're not new here, you should probably have a pretty good idea who this is. Um, Michaels, I was surprised um, who it was He did not select a tech tech athlete.
0: I did not and uh, an one of them player. is only yeah only one of them is tech related and last week, if, if you listen to last week's episode, we talked about our top three in-game or in-person game experiences. All three of mine were football games. Uh, but all of the athletes I'm going to mention today, none of them play football. So slight teaser there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, for those that may be new, you can follow us on the social. Twitter at 23 personnel for the show. Follow me. Spencer at punts suck. Michael at Michael underscore LBK. You can follow us on Instagram, 23 personnel podcast. And soon on the Spotify green room. Ooh, the what now? Spotify green room. I don't know. It is the live audio only sports talk platform, formerly locker room app, but it's free to download and to use. Talk to us, Michael, Spencer, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Spotify Green is a free audio-only social media platform for us, the sports fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. You can join on conversations with us and have a chance to be featured on our podcast. We'll be doing this with our post-game instant reaction. In the fall for football games. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app for free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow us swing through personnel to be notified when our room goes live. Looking forward to doing that. Um, we mentioned last week we may or may not have guests. Probably trying to get Rob Bro on there. Um It may not just be a post-game platform for us. It may be pre-game. We shall see.
0: Yes. Yeah, there there are some options there. Well, here's the
1: thing. Anybody can start it. That's the great thing about this. You don't have to be a, a host. Now, you will need to have some kind of following to get people to join you and have the conversation with you. Or you can just host your own podcast there. Get your thoughts out. Have people join. Listen in as they can as you grow that following. But we will be trying to do some interactive stuff. As we react to football games,
0: which hopefully are all positive, great
1: reactions. Twelve and zero, right? Fourteen and zero. <laughs> Fifteen and zero. Sorry, got to win the oh conference gosh. championship game now.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've, we've got to get that Dr Pepper. Uh, speaking of, got the good stuff in the cup right that now. Was, that was great timing. So this
1: this week, best athlete you've seen live? Michael did not go Texas Tech athlete. I did. If you have been paying attention you know that I came to Texas tech as a freshman in 2007 and I was indoctrinated. I was (laughs) baptized in the fire. That is Michael Crabtree game one introduced to the man, the myth, the legend. Now granted that game was in Dallas. So I had come from Dallas to watch him play in Dallas. Um, They they played their first game at, at SMU, excuse me. Um, it was his red shirt freshman year, did not play the year before. Um, and naive, I was naive enough to not fully grasp that a Texas tech receiver catching 134 passes for nearly 2000 yards and 22 touchdowns was not an every season occurrence. It's, it's not, what do you mean? Was, was he pretty good? Was he exceptionally good? <laughs> he was exceptional. Um, and he was, a, I mean, if you've seen him play in college, then you, you know what I'm talking about, but he was that, that great combination of a possession receiver. He caught everything that was thrown to him. Basically it was not the burner that some other big time, uh, Outside receivers may have been, but he was, has to be one of the most elusive players I have ever seen on the football field. His greatest play on the field was those outside in screens where the offensive line or inside receivers just set up blocks and just let him run. Just like, okay, here's, we're going to try to get you some space. You do the rest.
0: And he did the rest. Yeah, and and this is uh you know he's not a he's not a like a Randy Moss kind of you know kind of a lengthy uh thin guy he I mean he six one two fifteen I think he, he was kind of a it wasn't it, it was a guy that you see move like that and you think wow how's he doing that how's he able to do that and he just would sneak away and and pull away from you and I think like you said you know coming in. Seeing him, that being your first year, it does kind of spoil you and you expect, oh, well, you know, I mentioned last week one of the games that, that I talked about, Crabtree had a very pedestrian seven catches for 180 yards, no touchdowns against a and M. I I mean, that was just a normal Saturday for him, except for the no touchdowns part. That was not normal. But to just, you know, have seven catches for that much, and like you said, a lot of it was... He wasn't necessarily burning guys and getting open and they were dropping it to him. He was catching it and then burning guys or shaking them off because of his size and making some contact and then just able to get... There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events.
2: So I'm gonna tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.
0: Hit down the field. It it was incredible.
1: Yeah, so that first game, 12 catches, 106 yards, three touchdowns. Then he played <laughs> UTEP 15. No, yeah, 15 catches. 188 yards, two touchdowns. Rice, eleven catches, 244 yards, three (laughs) touchdowns.
0: Was that that was the record at the time, right? It may have been. I don't know if it still is or not. Who who broke it? It was someone against Lamar or something, wasn't it? For number of receptions or yards?
1: No, it was. uh, It was. um, uh, What was his name? Not more. It, may have it been Was it Darren Moore? It may have been Darren Moore with uh, Seth Daigie throwing it to him. Anyways, Oklahoma State, we mentioned this last week, the, the guy, the the game that got Lyle Settensich fired, 14 receptions, 237 yards, three touchdowns, and a kick return. He should have had a fourth touchdown, uh, and that's what uh, I guess Ooh. ultimately will cost you the game. He had a ball hit him in the hands in the end zone on fourth down. Broke your heart there. Um, Northwestern, Northwestern State. I remember this because it was parents' weekend, and like my my mom and my stepdad had no idea. Like they didn't really pay attention to Texas Tech football. They came in, I think Texas Tech wins this game like 84 to zero. And they're like, what is happening? I was mm-hmm. like, it's just what we do, guys. Like, <laughs> you know, four games in, I'm like, this this is the game that, that we play. Uh he had the the least amount of receptions he had all, all season. Up up to that point, eight for 145 yards but still caught three touchdowns
0: anyways i, I did know. i did some quick research yeah going back to the single game record he never held the single game record for yards i don't know why i thought he did he's currently fifth um at the time that would have put him at second to leonard harris who had 248 yards oh he missed in it by four 1983 yards. <laughs> missed it by four yards but since then, um, Antoine Wesley got 261 against Houston in 2018. Antoine Wesley. That's so that. He's, he's the leader right now in single game uh, re- receptions. Of yeah. Yards. You Crabt- know what I mean.
1: Crabtree had only two games in 2007 where he did not break 100 receiving yards. One was at Missouri, 10 catches for 76 yards. Uh, and then one was at Baylor, four catches for 61 that season, he finished with 134 catches, like we said, 1,962 yards, averaged nearly 15 yards a catch. Anytime this dude touched the ball, it's first down and a half, 22 touchdowns. Also, somehow recorded two solo tackles on the year. <laughs> he was playing special teams in 2007. Why? Because Mike Leach, man. Mike Leach. 2008. Um. I think people kind of caught on like we we gotta figure out how to how to do something with Michael Crabtree. but also there were more talented receivers around him. like Harold wasn't as dependent on Crabtree. Not that I would say like they didn't have talented guys around 2007 because you had Eric Morris, you had Danny amendola, Ed Britton, um, and you had basically those guys, um, minus amendola in 2008, but more guys step up around him only caught 97 passes only for 1,165 yards and 19 touchdowns. So with nearly 40 fewer receptions, still caught 19 touchdowns to 22 his freshman year. Um, season, not a season, his career, 231 catches for 3,127 yards 13 and a half yards per catch, 41
0: touchdowns. Oh, a few things about that. That 31-27, 30, that is number two all-time for receiving yards by a receiver at Texas Tech. And the dude played two years. He did it in two years. Everyone else in the top 10 of that list played four years, including Jakeem Grant, who surpassed him with thirty-two eighty-six. So it took Jakeem Grant four years to get 150 more yards than Michael Crabtree.
1: Yeah. And, and just some of those. And he was really good too, guys. No, for <laughs> like sure. Jakeem
0: Grant is up there.
1: Um, some references on some of those stats, awards, leaderboards, that kind of stuff. 2007 consensus, all American and the Fred Blitnikoff award winner 2008. Same thing. Consensus all American and the Fred Blitnikoff award winner. He was the first player to win the Blitnikoff twice. Mm -hmm. And Blackman has since done it as well from Oklahoma state, but nobody had done it before Crabtree did it in two years. Um, in 2007, his 134 receptions was good for first in the country. Obviously first in the big 12 career, 231 receptions good for 17th in the big 12. Again, in two years, still top 20 in receptions for guys that had played for, maybe in five years receiving yeah. yards, 2007 was number one in the country and the big 12 2008, uh, was fourth in the big 12 receiving yards per reception. Um, 2007, strangely, as much as I talked about him being 15, almost 15 yards per catch number nine in the big 12. I, I didn't go, go look at the list and see if they had like guys that had like three or four catches that had their average way up. Um, but 15 yards per catch with 134 receptions. It's pretty dang good. Receiving touchdowns, 22, first in the NCAA in 2007. In 2008, his 19 was good for second in the country. 41 was good for uh, his career number, 41 touchdowns, 11th in the country in the NCAA. Yards from scrimmage, uh, 2007. 1,962 yards, good for number nine in the country, first in the Big 12. 2008, he was 10th in the Big 12. Um, Touchdowns responsible for touchdowns. I mean, my goodness. He, 2007, he was sixth in the country, first in the Big 12. 2008, eighth in the country, and third in the Big 12. The, The crazy thing is, and we, we talked about it a little bit earlier this year, back in January, when we talked about the award shows and uh, Devontae Smith, who ended up winning the, the Heisman this year, didn't have the numbers that Crabtree did. Like Crabtree had better seasons than, than Devontae Smith did. Crabtree finished only
0: fifth in Heisman voting in 2008. Well, and it's not to say Devontae Smith didn't deserve it.
1: No, he, I mean, was, he, was, he was so good. I'm just saying yeah. Crabtree <laughs> was better and Crabtree only made it to fifth behind uh, guys like Sam Bradford, um, Tim Tebow, um, McCoy. McCoy was up there. Harrell was fourth or sixth. So my guy that I've saw probably a dozen times in person, Michael Crabtree, Houdini, a magician. And just, he never caught on in the
0: NFL, unfortunately, but in college, best player I've ever seen. It's, Hard to argue with that, and so I'm. I'm not going to. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go and say, yes, and <laughs> yes, and the best player I saw, at least tangentially related to tech, who you could just see the other night, almost will his battled Brooklyn Nets to the Eastern Conference Finals. Kevin Durant came to Lubbock once and destroyed. Destroyed the, uh, back then, the United Spirit Arena. Just completely annihilated it. Now, I mean, okay, so Tech didn't lose that badly to UT. But Durant just schooled them all day. And that was, I wasn't a big basketball fan when I was in school, at, at least not college basketball. I mainly watched pros. I watched the Spurs. I was huge into them and kept up with that a lot. But I just didn't make it to any basketball games. It's kind of a regret of mine. Actually, I really just didn't take advantage of that. And I chalked it off to a lot of, you know, as a student, I had a lot of homework as an engineering student and just, I made all sorts of reasons for me to not get out to basketball games. Can I say something sad? That's kind of related to that.
1: My freshman year, again, just naive 17 year old Spencer did not appreciate who Bob Knight was. Like he was the see, head I, basketball I coach. I, like I recognized the name. I did not know what a great coach he was. I was there for wins 899, 900. And like, I don't like for that little stretch of games that like we were all going to, to see him get to 900. I was there for all of them. Um, did not understand the significance of the time. Just fine. Uh, like I said, I was 17 and 18 at that point. Um, no, I was 18. You mentioned having a lot of homework.
0: Um, I I mean, sounds like
1: such (laughs) as a 40 year old
0: man right now. That sounds like such a bad excuse, but some of the guys, a lot of
1: homework, some of the guys that I hung out with those early years were friends from church and they were much older than I was. They were in medical school. They would legit bring books to the games and were they'd be reading and studying. Um, And like, they weren't always like bad games, but like, like some were just just terrible, but like they wanted to be at a game, but they're like, I also have to read hundreds of pages for medical school. So I understand the I have a lot of stuff to do, but also will maybe bring homework to a game. I've seen that yeah. happen.
0: Well, and I never lived on campus. I always lived off campus since I transferred over. So that was always a that was another hurdle of just, oh, man, I've got to figure out how to get over there. Do I want to mess with the bus? Are they running? Uh,
2: anyway, I, just I came up
0: with a lot of reasons to not go to basketball games and it is something I really wish I would have done more, but we chose to go to this one because it was Texas. And because Kevin Durant was coming to town, Kevin Durant continued. He came out and played every minute of the game. Tech lost 76 to uh, 64. Texas was ranked 22nd in the country at the time. They were sixteen and five overall, six and one in conference. Tech was doing pretty well too. They were fifteen and seven, but only four and three in conference. But they've, you know, they, they were doing fine. So you know, Tech only lost by twelve. It wasn't like it was a bloodbath or anything. Tech was actually ahead at halftime by four. Reading but, Durant's stat line, you would think they just got blown away. You would, because no one else on the scheme, uh, one guy, DJ Augustine. Got double digits. Oh, I, but, I remember him. Go on, but good old, good old Kevin Durant came to Lubbock, played all forty minutes, went fifteen of twenty nine from the field. That's fifty one point seven percent. Went five of nine from three. That's fifty five percent. Shot two of five from free throw. So he didn't. It's not like he pulled a Harden and came in and shot twenty three attempts or some some BS. So he he actually shot poorly from the free throw line. That was That was like the only downside of his game. So 37 points, which sounds crazy enough on its own. But then my dude, my dude got a double-double. And not only did he get a double-double, but (laughs) to get to the two digits of rebounds, 18 of them were defensive. So he had more than that. My dude came to Lubbock. 37 points, 23 rebounds. Freshman. It was just incredible. That was one of the first times I remember watching a player, and we couldn't, we had so much trouble finding seats because we didn't go to games. So we didn't really know what to expect, and we got there late. And so we ended up just kind of like standing in hallways and stuff Mm -hmm. because there really weren't seats. But even then, the fans, they were just kind of in awe of what they were seeing. Like he would make a shot, and they were just, oh, wow. (laughs) Just everybody was like appreciating. Durant just completely light him on fire. So that's got to be one of the top for me because he's a guy who's still in the league, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 15 years later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, has just truly been transcendent in the league, especially at Oklahoma city, you know, one championships at golden state. So he's, he carried Brooklyn in Game seven and maybe the rest of the series this year. Speaking of Oklahoma State, how were they not better
1: with Durant, Westbrook, and Harden? Oklahoma City? Yeah. Or they just not the players that we know them as
0: today when they were all together? I don't think they were. Harden, Harden wasn't quite the same guy he was when he was it year two or three? Yeah, they weren't. Sorry, I, I don't mean they to weren't throw you quite off there. there but
1: <laughs> like you, you, you go back and you realize like all three of them played together at the same team and like they were all MVPs too. And, like, But they just, they didn't have much success team-wise to show for it.
0: Well, I mean, they they did. They would go deep into the playoffs every year and they would end up usually playing the Spurs. And so it was always, oh, I hated playing Oklahoma City because they were so tough. They yeah. were so tough when the Spurs played them but I don't know. I don't have a good answer for it aside from, I think they peaked at different times and they just didn't quite peak when they were on the same team that that's just kind of a shame really, because I couldn't believe they got split up because we all knew they were good. It's not like that trio was bad. We couldn't mm-hmm. believe that that didn't work out. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, just, just to go back on talk about, okay, best athletes you've seen, you think, well, Durant's got to be up there just because of what he's been able to continue to do. The only time he averaged less than 25 points a game in the NBA was his rookie season in Seattle before they moved to Oklahoma city. And even then it was 20.3. So even this year he's averaged 27. Jeez, I mean, he's, he's really incredible. Um, I would like to mention just briefly the other guys. I just happened to, the other
2: go.
1: guys, this other guy's list is like a hall of fame ballot, basically.
0: Well, that's why I tried to, that's why I wanted to mention it. Uh, the year after the decision, the decision when LeBron, when LeBron took his talents to South beach and got beat by my Mavericks. Suck it. That's right. Cause this, this happened right after this uh, of fellow, fellow <laughs> close friend and Spurs fan, Adam invited me and a couple other guys and we went down to San Antonio because Adam was living there at the time, and we watched. We we were pouring over like, what you know, who's coming to town? Who should, we got to see a Spurs game this season, and so we did. We saw the Heat come to town. This lineup is the ridiculous, Spurs, hits, by the way. Oh, the Spurs just poured it on. They poured it on that that spring. Ended up winning one twenty five to ninety five. They jumped out to an early lead thirty six to twelve in the first quarter. They made what was then a franchise record, 17 three-pointers in the game. They just could not miss. Matt Bonner was six for seven. Uh, You know, Ginobili hit three. Richard Jefferson hit two. uh, Gary Neal even hit one. (laughs) Novak hit two. uh, George Hill hit three. I mean, they just, they could not miss from three. They shot 60.7% from three. So anyway, you know, Miami rolls into town. And so I got to see, and, and, you know, it's not like LeBron played poorly, but he was definitely not going to be able to keep up with this barrage of threes. So I got to see LeBron, Duncan, Bosh, Wade, Parker, Ginobili, and the red Mamba, Matt Bonner. <laughs> hold for, hold for laughter. Uh I got to see all of those on the court at the same time. So I feel like that's got to rank up there with um, some of the best athletes I've seen live just because LeBron's unquestionably probably one of the best to, you know, just athletes in general, much less the best to play basketball. So that was, that was incredible. And then, like you said, they went on to lose to your Mavs in six games that same year. So pretty good year for both of us as far as playing the heat.
1: Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I mean, I, I, I obviously growing up in Dallas kind of grew up a Dallas fan stars. Cause like, um, was introduced to hockey like that their great year when they won the Stanley cup and actually they, they, they went on tour, um, the following year and like brought the Stanley cup and I actually got to go see it in person at like my school. Um, I got to touch it with a white glove
0: on, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, because that's such a sacred thing. There's no,
1: no, I know, but like, yeah, kids, you can't touch kids it. Kids can't
0: smudge it, you know. But the players can, they can drop it and sm Yeah, they can pour it, you know, fill it with Jaeger bombs and drink uh, out of it. That's fine. <clears throat> don't let it. Don't let a kid touch it, though. You Young know, group of a fan of also the maybe the it was for
1: your safety, not for the cup. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it probably stuff coming off of the cup that they didn't want. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Uh, Mavericks and 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 Cowboys. I guess. So I I've. Been to a Cowboys game, and I, you know, when they were, when they had uh, Aikman and Smith, um, I'd been to a Mavericks game and I was able to see Dirk play, but like, it doesn't come close to the group that you were able to put together in this one game. <laughs> like, yeah, like, c- certainly like all star type athletes, and you get one or two, but like, man, that that, that list, like, you're like, you're, you know, you're sitting there watching, like, I'm watching some of the best players to ever play this game and they're all right here, right now, in front of me.
0: Yes. And we, and we were aware of that. We were just were like, this is incredible. We've got tickets to this. This is this is so fun. And I will mention this before before we move on real quick. But last week we talked briefly about there's nothing like a college sports atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Well, this Spurs game was it was up there, my friend. This was electric, and I, I'm I'm sure a lot of it was because of who was in town. You know, LeBron was in town. This was his first game in San Antonio with the heat, and I'm just sure it was a lot of people like us who were like, oh, let's go see that. You know, let's go and and, and check it out. But it was unreal. It was as close to any sort of college atmosphere I've ever experienced because you couldn't believe the energy in that in that arena so i i would put that up against some of the better college uh, sports experiences i've had as far as just you know being a fan and, and the the noise and the engagement of the crowd and and uh i mean just the quality of the play too it was it was great to be a spurs fan that night <laughs> because yeah you know it's, it's not too bad after one quarter and you're up by 24. <laughs> You feel like, oh, okay, well, you know, San Antonio may be able to hang on to this. Of course, in the second quarter, you know, Miami scored thirty-eight in the second quarter, Ooh. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's not like it was completely out of out of the realm then. So it still kept you interested. But anyway, uh, Spencer's already mentioned it, but we got to remind you again about Spotify Green Room. This is a really cool uh, live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to me, Spencer, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reacting to breaking news. It's a place where you can just share your own experiences. Spotify Greenroom is free. Room is free. It's audio only. So that's good. So you don't have to look at my face and wonder why my teeth look that way. Start or join ongoing conversations. Watch games together. React to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Talk with other sports fans like us, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. I wonder if Jerry Jones is going to be on here. Who knows? Never know. All you need to do, Jerry Jones, is download the Spotify (laughs) Green Room app free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join our group. You can join the 23 personnel group. And you can follow us and be notified when we go live, which, like we said, will probably be in the fall at least once or twice on uh, football weekends.
1: Yeah, man. Um, As the summer heats up, Kansas City State Company wants to make sure that this is your best grilling season ever. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to to hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks is everything you need to fire up the grill. These are steakhouse-quality steaks aged to perfection. They make it so easy. Each order is flash-frozen and delivered directly to you. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Enjoy their butter-tender filet mignon. Hardy Kansas City strip steaks and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year, so enjoy being together again by bringing the steakhouse to your house with Kansas City Steaks. Go to kansascitysteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. That's kansascitysteaks.com code SD.
0: Hey, before we move on, I've got to mention that for Father's Day, I requested that my wife offered to cook. And I said, well, we've still got those filet mignons from Kansas city steaks in the freezer. And she got them out and buddy, buddy. They good. It was some good living. (laughs) It was some good living. She did it. Of course she, the way she cooked them helped a lot too. And she had some garlic herb butter that she'd prepared and let that melt on it after it was all said and done and got a good sear. I mean, it was really good quality steak.
1: I also grilled steaks for Father for father's day, but for lunch, um, they were, they were really good. The point I want to share so is I had the cast iron grill on, sorry, cast iron pan on the grill and I was using it to do the sear and then the baste with the butter, but I actually baste it with the smoked beef tallow from the brisket a couple of weeks ago. Oh, just decadence. That was really good. Problem though, fire was really hot. I lost quite a bit of arm hair. <laughs> it was that hot. Anyway, speaking of food though. Uh, Let's get to our next installment. Start one, bench one, cut one this week. We're talking desserts, cake, pie, and cookies. Michael, why don't you go first this week?
0: Oh, I'm going first this week. Okay. All right. Start one, bench one, cut one dessert edition. Week two. Brother, I'm starting pie. Ooh. Pie is the ticket. We're talking pecan. We're talking apple, pumpkin, blueberry, banana, cream, Peach cobbler. Cobbler is a pie,
1: I yeah, think. I love cobbler.
0: I, I'm going to declare cheesecake a pie. Oh, Hank, yeah, baby. So, I mean, just th- look, at, look at that lineup. You start that lineup, who, who are you going to lose to? You're not going to lose to anybody. So, that's where I'm going with this. And now comes mm. now comes the hard part here. Got to bench somebody. Got to set somebody down. That means I've got to cut somebody. When I bench somebody, I'm benching Benching cookies, man. Oh, okay. And it's it's very, it's a very recent experience. Oh, because no. probably in biased. the last in the last year and a half or, or so, my wife has really become a baker and she has gotten really, really good at making cookies. Probably before she started making cookies, I was kind of, oh, okay, cookies are fine. They're pretty good. But now that I know what good cookies taste like, <laughs> and they're made quite often in this house, and she can just whip them up on a whim, I'm like, okay, I can't live without this. We we gotta we gotta keep cookies in the mix. They're in the rotation. They're the sixth man coming off. They're going to score a random double double in the playoffs. <laughs> you, you'll just you just nice. won't see it coming. Nice. And so I'm talking snickerdoodle, chocolate chip. Good old chocolate chips, hard to beat which I wasn't really a fan of that much as a kid, Uh, sugar cookies, different types of sugar cookies. She made a recent one that was like a lemon sugar cookie that had a, uh, oh, kind of a crystal sugar crust on the top of it. I can't even explain it. Oatmeal raisin. I know a lot of people have a love hate with oatmeal raisin. I love oatmeal raisin. So I'm going with cookies and I'm cutting the cake. No pun intended. It's fine. It's fine. It seldom lives up to expectations. It's okay. often, it's often too dry. For me, this sounds dumb, but it's often too sweet. It's to the point where, like, just the combination is just so much sugar. There's too much icing, or there's not enough. But I will really miss pound cake. Pound cake is—is uh, uh, is that a bread? Can we call that a bread? It's basically sweet bread, man. Okay. All right. Well, let's maybe I can keep that around if I can convince you guys it's a bread, but pound cake is what I would miss the most out of cutting cake On to you. All right. What you got going on.
1: So I, I was concerned that we may be in agreement here, but no. Oh, our list is different. I'm going to start cookies. Oh, well, all right. I can respect this. Here's, and here's the thing, Samantha and I, well, she found this recipe. She pioneered it first. Together, we've perfected I wouldn't say perfected. We've we've <laughs> dialed it, in, we've dialed in this chocolate chip cookie recipe. And like we can whip it up in a heartbeat. Um, and it hits every time, dude. Um, it's a Crisco just chocolate chip cookie. It's like from the Crisco
0: can. And that recipe nails. One of Allison's best chocolate chip cookies recipes is from the toll house package yeah she basically just makes the toll house one every time and we're like, yep this is phenomenal let's just keep doing that
1: but some of the like the the the, the tricks you gotta follow you gotta you gotta uh oh yeah there's chill tricks for sure. you you have to chill the dough before you bake it to kind of get the, the the shape set um you gotta you know do all the wet ingredients and the dry ingredients and then combine them slowly uh you can't overmix it once you put the anyways the other thing always under bake the recipe by like two minutes. One, mm. cause the sheet is still going to be hot. It will have some carryover effect. It will continue to cook even out of the oven. But also you like chocolate chip cookies are meant to be chewy and gooey. Like they cannot be crisp. Like that texture is for a different cookie entirely. Like if your chocolate chip cookie snaps, you done burned it. <laughs> um, Anyway, so we 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 do that. We also have adopted that recipe into a cookie cake. She she used to work at a uh, Great American cookie or Mrs. Fields, I can't remember. They're both the same basically in high school. So she used to make these things for for work all the time. Um that's like our go-to birthday celebration dessert oh, yeah. is a cookie cake. And we just because it makes, you know, we make a 16-inch thing. It's like a big pizza basically. Uh, and she's got really good eye decorating with icing. And um, everybody loves chocolate chip cookies and again it's really hard to overcook one of these things because they're so big so you get the 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 i mean not like runny cookie because that's that's not that's, that's not cooked um but the soft cookie all the way through because it's just so big you know it's probably you know half inch thick all the way around now you get a tiny little sliver because we have to cut this thing up into so many pieces for a family dinner but it's enough um I don't have a wide range of cookies I like. I like chocolate chip and I like this, um, there's very few, but like there was one I had, it was like a strawberry lemonade cookie. It was like a lemon cookie with a, th- I would love that. a thumbprint of strawberry jelly in the middle. Oh, absolutely. That was nails. The rest, like I haven't found a cookie like I go to other than chocolate chip and not like Oreo. I'm not considering Oreo like a cookie in that sense. Oreo's really good. So <laughs> yes. Cookies are one and it's almost exclusively chocolate chip cookies. Um bench, though, is gonna be pie. For almost okay. the exact same reason you said. Like there's so many to choose from. Um the ones you didn't listen, you didn't list key lime, uh, Boston cream pie, um lemon meringue. Lemon meringue. The pumpkin pie always goes
0: hard from like
1: October to
0: December. I love pumpkin pie. And I know that that's. Pecan. Not everybody's into that.
1: I actually like, like the chocolate pecan variant of that. I'm not a big pecan pie, but like the chocolate pecan pie. I'll take either one. Pretty good. Um, And and cheesecake. It's hard. It's hard to pass on cheesecake. We went to Cheesecake Factory for dinner for my birthday. Just me and the family. And we got their um, Cinnabon cinnamon roll cheesecake. My dude, it was delicious. But like, even like just a plain New York cheesecake, or with cheesecake with strawberry on it, like without having to yes. trick it all up, plain cheesecake with some fruit on it, cobbler, go-to pie in the summer, um, I love it. Cake, it's it's got to go, man. It's it's hard to get right with the consistency. Uh, it's almost always dry. You can't compensate for that with icing because, like you said, it gets too sweet. I actually don't mind the whipped. Icing, it kind of cuts prefer down. The whipped. It, it cuts down the sweetness. Yeah. Um, it's just there's 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 just too much cake, not enough icing. Or if you flip it, then it gets too sweet. So I don't know. I'm not. I just we just haven't found a cake that I really like that would overtake pie. And there, there's a big gap for me between pie and cake.
0: Well, and you brought up a good point too. I, I still think I'm sticking with starting pie just because I do think I like pie that much. But cookies are much more versatile as far as transportable. Oh yeah. Like, like you show up, you show up to the beach with a pecan pie. Everyone's going to be like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, Cause you need like <laughs> something to cut <laughs> it with, something to serve it with, something to put it on, something to eat it yeah. with. You show up to a tailgate with a, a, a delicious lemon meringue. Like guy, what are you doing? Get out of here. It's, it's 97 degrees out here. That meringue is just going to melt. But you, you show, show up,
1: up with a gallon bag of the, cookies, with a tub of
0: yeah, <laughs> a, a tub of forty-eight chocolate chip cookies. You're a hero, man. Everyone's just going to be, oh this, oh they had the cookies over there. That's the ones with the Yeah, yeah. I got to go see them. <laughs> go check out that guy. They, they, they for some reason brought three dozen Snickerdoodles. Go go check that tailgate out. So I, I don't know I I do love pie mainly because I love cheesecake and pumpkin. I mean uh, pecan pie. Those are probably the two that i like the most that i probably would miss more than most cookies i guess yeah so we we, we
1: thought this episode would be shorter than last week's we were wrong uh <laughs> mainly because the pies and cookies um stick with us throughout the rest of the summer and get more episodes just like this one sports topic food topic uh, but for michael i'm spencer we'll, we'll catch you next time